So uh, this is the uh, final. El final. 121st episode of Project 43 121. However, that's not exactly true. It's the final one with in this configuration. Under, with yeah, you. under this format. Right. Yeah. Heard a rumor that my understanding that F3's Hello Kitty was taking over 43 feet was completely incorrect or false. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Actually, I made it up. So I was gonna I, say, <laughs> since you made it up, it probably isn't totally false. Turns out, uh, I guess what, what uh, maybe what you were thinking, wink, wink, is that uh, you know he is gonna take over creative control. Uh, he always had it. I, uh, <laughs> 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 he. He won't take credit for anything that we've done up to this point. <laughs> uh, he always had it. He's like uh, Dr. X, you know, it's just like. Uh, like on the X-Men? Yeah. Yeah. Like the uh, the guy from uh, Star Trek, you know, that guy, that actor, English actor, can't think of his name. Nope. Anywho. Uh, no. No. It'll come to me. I got nothing for you. Uh, but he's the guy, not in the original Star Trek, but like Star Trek Next Generation. Okay. He's a British actor, shaved head, uh, plays Dr. X. Oh, you mean Jean-Luc Picard. Jean-Luc Picard, Now you got... <laughs> Sorry. I could have come up with that in a minute. I no, never Patrick wa- Stewart. Patrick Stewart. I never watched a uh, single episode of Star Trek Next Generation. Oh, really? That Nor have little, I uh, ever watched movie. any X-Men movies except for, for whatever reason, Wolverine. The very last one well, was kind of depressing. And uh, Dr. Dr. X was jacked, jacked up. See, without the context, I really didn't even understand. Yeah, oh, that's a good it. point. Yeah. You got to start at the beginning. Those are worth watching. Uh, maybe I will. Maybe I'll I won't. put them on the show. I just notes. started uh, watching The Boys on uh, the series. Yeah, the series. So, uh, but I, I didn't have no up, idea it? what it was about last so night. So good. <laughs> first one, I was like, holy moly, where is this thing going? It, it gets good. Yeah, okay. It gets good. So, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, we'll see. I'm not now, quite I'm, done with the season. I can't say I'm going to butcher's word that. But, uh, no. But, uh, but anyway, yeah. we've got a guy in Metro who you might have met, uh, whose name, after his name is Curly. Oh, yeah. Love Curly. Who looks who a looks lot exactly like Patrick like, Stewart. Well, like a jacked up one. Well, that's like a, why we call him Country X. Country X. <laughs> and instead of doing what Dr. X does in that uh-huh. English accent, he says, yeah. you, you, you're going to uh, yeah. become a wolf or whatever he says to yeah. Wolverine. Uh, country X says, you're going to get me a country. You're going to get me a ham biscuit. Bring it up on him. You're going to get me. Which, by the way, Paxers, <laughs> is not how Curly talks at all. Well, the reason I say that at is all. Curly is from Swivet. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, we, yeah, I think yeah, he and I have talked about Southwestern that Virginia, yeah. Eastern Tennessee. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I always mess this up. It's not Gate City. I, now I can't. I it's gone. It's actually uh, after Disney's from Gate City, but uh, Curly's from not very far Dale away. Dale City. And it, and was the equipment manager on the uh, Virginia Tech Hokey football team for all four years of college. Is that right? Together with his brother. They're both equipment managers together. Really, it's a family business. But uh, you're right. He and he's been living in Charlotte a long time. Ha- yeah. Does not have. Does not sound like that. The, the uh, hillbilly elegy accent. But I love the whole <laughs> idea of country X getting inside your head. If you don't have tinfoil on your head, <laughs> country X is coming at you. And you're gonna find yourself bringing him a ham biscuit. I am uncontrollably dead. But here's the thing Perfect. about Country X. He'll also say, get one for yourself, too. Oh, <laughs> see, because he's a nice man. Well, Country X is not looking to manipulate for the control of the world. Right. Or, he, or whatever. He's I'm like not sure biscuits. what Patrick Stewart's whole motivation is in, in the Wolverine series. But he just wants a dang hang biscuit. Ham I'm, biscuit. There's nothing wrong with that. 
There ain't nothing wrong with a good ham biscuit, uh, particularly if you're you're on the hillbilly allergy <laughs> tour of. Have you watched that? Have you watched uh, that? I did watch it. Was it good? I haven't watched it yet. Um, so, so now we've we I guess we transitioned to some butcher's wordy kind of stuff, but, well, but here we are. My wife read it and watched it. and She said you need to read it before you. She said that the uh, okay, it's bleached out of a lot of the explanation. So I might go read it. Read it. I wasn't going to. I've never really been interested in it other than to tease guys like Disney and, right. and Country right. X Country and Ethery's uh, Titanic Titan, who is uh, and also a shortish shaved head, just like those other huh. guys. But he's actually from somewhere in West Virginia, but he's like, oh, yeah, man, that's that was life. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, we didn't call it hillbilly elegy. We just called it elegy. <laughs> yeah. But he, so uh, apparently, according to these guys, it's accurate. But I'm like, it extends all the way up into southern Ohio. And they're like, darn oh, yeah. it does. Anywho, Where, wherever I, the mountains go, yeah. friend. Anywho, I may go read it. Uh, yeah. I found it interesting. And um, I'm, and there I, you go. I go read it. Whether, whether, yeah. whether I butcher's word that. I owe the collision learner a butcher's word because the last one I did was... Uh, the only one I've done so far is, is Lasso. Ted Lasso. I yeah. want to do another one. I was thinking about doing Queen's Gambit. Not quite sure if that's uh, where I'm going to go. You know, the butcher's word on the collision learner is not going to just be movies or books. It's also going to be uh, anything that I think might be helpful. And I think I'm going to do one on uh, on Whole30, which I'm done with yeah. now. But I've, I've modified it, and it's exactly what the book said. You know, add a couple things back. And uh, I'm rocking steady on weight, feel good, all that good stuff. So, uh I'm here to say I'm a believer in, uh, in, in the whole. I know that makes you laugh because I was always mocking it. Nah. But uh, many of the things I do mock, I come around to, to butchers wording them. Well, you know, a lot of times I wasn't mocking it. I was. I, let's put it this way: I was not a believer, and it was not my, my fair my theory. Yeah, but that, but that's the way a lot of things work. Also, right? uh, I've been listening to. Uh, of course, I listened to Hello Kitty. Sure. And uh, Repito as well. You should um, very carefully, and they always have the wellness. Yeah, your guy. Yeah. Bones. 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 And uh, he talks a lot about uh, diet. Oh, yes. And uh, I try and skip his because usually they hurt my feelings. I've taken all. Hey, you know, he's not all that. You know, he's pretty realistic. I know, I'm joking. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah, I'm just joking. Yeah, I no. see. So anyway, to wrap this part of it up so we can uh, roll the opening, just yeah, to yeah. say, I'm not disappointed that Kitty's not taking to the 43. I understand that you, Dark Leo Mine, will continue well, you know in what a I different really, configuration. What you probably should do is not worry about it. Well, I wouldn't worry. It's continuing. Know. And that's all the people need to know. You know why I don't worry? Why? Because I don't worry. Because I... <laughs> it's all in the plan, just, man. Just roll the open. It's all in the plan. And, and we're, we're back. back. So good to be back for the last time. <laughs> for the last time. You're listening to 43 Feet, a podcast about leadership. We believe that real leading happens out front. But that means you're probably building the next 43 feet of good road for those behind you while you're running the race yourself. My name is Frank Schwartz. Known in the gloom of the early morning as Dark Helmet to my F3 brothers. And I'll be joined every week by some of the greatest leaders I can find in F3 and beyond. We're going to answer your questions, pontificate wildly, teach virtuous leadership, and otherwise attempt to help you navigate the next 43 feet. And which is hey. conveniently also the last of the 50 Q points. Here we are. Which is Lizard Building. Right. right. And so there's so many things to talk about in here. Uh, not are the, there Frank are there really for the love of all that is good yes uh, so before we get to all of that um, I do think that it is worthwhile because again once again you sort of dropped a little something but kind of tried to gloss over it and so I'm not going to let you do it uh, you mentioned the collision learner 
guys don't know what that is. So I'm going to make you explain that. Oh, just oh briefly. Well, thank you. Yeah. Uh, I didn't even think about that. Uh, so I have started a uh, website. Uh, it's very modest in scope and in and design right now. I mean, I made it myself. Right, which uh, I was pretty impressed by. Thanks. I, for real. Uh, and it's the idea is it, it's, go, it's going to be a blog, or it is a blog, yeah. that's dedicated to the things you learn by colliding, right? Yeah. To adversity and argument and hardship and those things that we consider an F3 to be uh, an odd but ideal way of, of learning. A, yes, a useful way right. of bringing others together and right. uh yeah so uh collision learning's kind of weaved throughout the q source right and uh as i was getting nearer to what i knew was the end of my my uh tenure as the as the nantan i was like ah what else do i want to do here and i kind of came up with two ideas one of them was the collision learning blog which right. is going to be a leadership blog yep. you know dedicated yep. to collision learning so i'm not gonna try to re- i'm gonna try not to repeat the things that other leaders say other than to say, yeah, I agree with that. I mean, right, right, right. But, yeah, not reinventing but, a wheel. But, but these are things that, you know, so for instance, uh, on there is the, um, one of the featurettes of the collision learner uh-huh. is is the butcher's word. Yep. You know, and that's the advice you'd rather take from the butcher rather than jamming right. your head up a bull's, bu- bull's butt to see the steak. Uh, but these things that, that I have either watched, experienced, or otherwise, or read perhaps, that I uh, believe are helpful, yeah. advantageous to learning, and I'm going to, Post a stick them out there. Brief, hopefully five hundred to thousand word, uh, mini essay on why I think it would be advantageous for somebody to read, watch, listen to, and or experience exactly or whatever it is that I've done. Yeah. So that'll be on there. Uh, also, there'll be just things that I kind of come across. One would be I think I put out there the Steve this week. Right. Steve is the theory of how you prepare for outdoor workouts in, yep. in inclement weather. It includes the uh, now award-winning Steve chart that I yes. developed over time. To tell you what, <laughs> and uh, has been off the off repeated and, and slightly modified occasionally, and, and, uh, and often things. denigrated. Yeah. And, yeah. And <laughs> anyway, so uh, that would be something that's on here. Also, yeah. I think very recently I posted um, an essay about uh, called the Anderson versus the Orist. Yes, the Anderson the Orist. Anderson the Orist. Anderson being somebody who can keep two disparate thoughts in his head at the same time and be open to argument and persuasion, and Orist being someone who has his man- mind made up. And if you disagree with them, you're just a... You're a hater. You're a hater. Yeah. Uh, or he hates on you, uh, which is somebody with a closed mind. So um, it's my belief that there is not this unbreachable gulf between two Americas or whatever. Right. Our, our, what I would call uh, our uh, the clerisy, you know, which right. is the learned right. class that kind of governs our media and our and our politics and our uh, universities. What the clerisy would have you believe is there are two unbridgeable gaps and one side is completely wrong and needs to be cast away. Unfortunately, that side that disagrees, not only do I number amongst them, most right. likely, but it's 50% of America. At so, least 50%, what, if not more. Right. So what I think we should do is return to the, the roots of who we are as Americans, which yeah. is we honor honor each other's opinions yes. and the right to state them. Uh, we speak openly about why we agree or disagree and try to come to consensus on those things that are inherently right. Important, the ones that right? matter. The ones that the ones that yeah. really matter. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of um, what the whole point of this thing is, and also maybe a re- reinstruction. That sounds too patronizing, but I was going to say a reintroduction, maybe into the into the art of argument, oh, how yeah. to juxtapose, juxtapose yeah. opposing viewpoints and debate them in a way that's designed to learn not necessarily to win anything yeah so that's the thing and, and i listened to a uh, a book simon sinek 
and I think we've talked about this maybe now, but um, this idea of an infinite game versus a, right. a, a finite game. Right. And Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I might have stolen a little bit. Of uh, nothing wrong with that. But, you know, with life being a, an infinite game, there is no such thing as a winner. Like, you can't win at life. That's like right. You, you can't, right. You know, you don't win ideas. You don't, you know, nothing like that. So it, it can't be about treating it like there's some sort of point in the future where, you know, it's settled and it's done and it's over. If things were static, as as you've talked about many times, much like your concentrica or other other things, right? If things in life were static, if your company were static, if your family were static, if your relationships with others were static, then it, it may potentially be useful to, to use that as a way of thinking of things. But they're not. They change all the time. I mean, they change, I mean, even down to <laughs> your your body chemistry based on what you ate, you know, can cause changes in, in your relationships, at, you know, on a micro level, right? And so there's nothing about them that's static. And so you have to be continually adjusting and working and persuading and loving right. and, and all those kinds of things. So there's no way to win you over to my side. Right. There's no sides. You can force people over. Of course, that's not. Sure. Right. That's not, yeah. that's not, that's, that's not helpful. That's not helpful. Um, and that's not what we're about. So, um, I, my, my personal belief is the gulf is not as large as the clarity would have us believe. I think the clarity has reasons for wanting us to be divided and, and pits us, pits us against right. each other. I have plenty of people that, um, if I am a, if what defines me as being a Christian libertarian ish lover of capitalism, decentralization, and a celebrator of individual initiative, I guess the opposite of that would be to be a um, mono or multi-theist or not, you know. I don't even know. Yeah, or believe in nothing. Believe in nothing. Atheist, um, socialist, what was the third thing I said? Um, Okay, opposer of capitalism, I guess socialist, yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, then, you know, if you feel those ways, uh, if that's your belief system, that doesn't mean that we can't debate. Right. Or also, yeah, we can't, can't persuade to some and coexistence. Work together right. And, yeah. I think we certainly can. If, if somebody believes in those things, I don't believe they're less American than I am. You know, I mean, to me, there's aspects of virtue that, that can be held together. For instance, you can believe in the government by the majority, which we do, right? Sure. That's what democracy is, with, and, still, and still be a strict adherer to the protection of individual civil liberties. Right. That that that, that, that yeah. doesn't have a political. Right. Right. <laughs> it shouldn't, yeah. right? It yeah. shouldn't. Um if you if you believe that civil liberties are less important than um say unity, then I would want to just debate that with you. Right. Because I don't think they are. And so it, it, it and the blog would would teach some ways to go about debating those kinds of things. Is, I guess I just Is I mean, there also I was, a forum? I was thinking less teaching than just um, to, to what, whatever degree that I have a governing philosophy, and I think I do. I guess I'm sure. I guess you know, I myself do not want to be accused of being the, th- the very thing which I am criticizing, which is a member of the clerisy. But of course, I do have seven years of college. You know, so, <laughs> right, as has been pointed out to me before, you know this uh, <laughs> this stick, my populism stick sometimes wears thin. Uh, just based on if you look at my resume, that's a fair accusation. I mean, I've been a lawyer for it's 25 not, years. It's not like you went to Duke or something. No, sure. But um, <laughs> I think that, but I guess what I mean is um, I have a, a governing worldview and um, a viewpoint of how uh, organizations should be best governed. Right. And uh, I guess to some degree that is a philosophy. 
Mm-hmm. So and it, that this would be my my philosophy to do whatever degree somebody is interested in it and it invokes leadership, and uh, that's would it be. Now you ask about a forum, uh, I hadn't thought about that yet. I was curious. Yeah, it's yeah. just an idea, and uh, <clears throat> now that I'm no longer going to be the Nantan of F three, I feel less obligation to temper my sure. opinions. Uh, some of them, particularly the stronger ones, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I will always back down in the face of an F three guy who feels very strongly about something. Yeah. Um, and um, I'm st- still going to be polite, but I'll probably be a little, a little bit more aggressive. A little, little more, a little more heat. Well, uh, for the argument standpoint, yeah, yeah. That's, for that purpose, right? And I don't think it's appropriate for the Nantan to do that. Uh, probably. Uh, you know, Nantan is, of F three is the Nantan of all. Right. And if there are people that feel strongly and disagree with me strongly, I don't, I don't think it's appropriate right, for me to show do that. Out, yeah. But as of one, two, you know, twenty one. <laughs> Can he bar the door? No, that's, that's, that's not true. <laughs> Probably really no no huge change. So that's one thing, collision learner is uh-huh. one. And the other is the mission litigator, litigator. blog, yep. which I've talked about, which is... is Well, it's, and it corresponds with a, a book you also have written. Yeah, which I don't know whatever I'm going to do with. But uh, so I'm, basically this is going to be a digest of that book that I'm going to yeah. post which periodically. So kind of how the Q-Source started. It is kind Hashtag of how the q started. So my plan, you know, I'm also revived... My firm's litigation blog, which is going to be not about mission litigation, but this is mission litigators for litigators. Right. My firm litigation blog is really going to be aimed at, at more outfacing towards potential clients. Sure. Uh, or just anyone who, you know, wants a little bit Has of an off the cuff opinions about things that uh, impact commercial litigation. However, it is not legal advice and it is not designed for you to lie. Upon <laughs> so my plan is now, I'm sure it says that somewhere right. on the site. Yeah. And I've been writing pretty steadily for, since I finished, um, you know, the book about litigation, the L source right. and decided not to publish it in its current source yet and kind of go towards this blog thing. Right. But since then, what I've been doing is every morning getting up and writing a post for one of those three sources, and uh-huh. I've got a few of them backed up. And I, on Monday, Mondays is I'm going to have the else the uh, litigation blog. Right. I'll go ahead and put right. that out on social media. Wednesdays, Collision Learner, and Fridays, Mission Litigator. Okay. So that'll be my the frequency. The, the, right. The the cadence. Right. Which those. Now, are there any other uh, outlets that you're going to employ to get any of these other things out there? I don't think so, man. Okay. Uh, I don't have any plans for it right now. I think I'm going to take a break. Yeah. Uh, from leadership, uh, other than, you know, leading my law firm, my family, well, yeah. or whatever. But um, you can't really take a break from leadership. But I get what oh, you're I, saying. No, I mean, I'm not going to have. Yeah. I, you and actually, you won't hold a role. Actually, I hold no, as of 1 2 2 1, other than being on the board of F3. Right. And the board of the of Operation Enduring Warrior. And I'm not sure you count those as leadership positions. But other than that, I'll have no. No, role not, in not. any governance. I'm not yeah. even the, really the managing, the managing member of my law firm, so we don't really have it set up that way. So uh, it'll be the first time in a long time that I don't have any formal leadership positions, which is you know, yeah, no. Like as you say, you're a leader. Or you're a leader. It doesn't right. matter. Right. It doesn't matter what your name is says on the door. That's right. Whether it says leader or you know chief cook and bottle washer. If you are a leader, you are one. If you're not, you're not. Right. Uh, but w- what I will not have at that point is any uh, official right title in any to official, go with it. I will not be a part of any governance. Yeah. Which is the elected or uh, elected or appointment by fiat to a position of management within a uh-huh. organization or a group? Interesting. So as of one, as of two, one two, two is one one. I'm handing that flag over. I know. Uh, either physically, virtually, or both to uh, F three slaughter, and I could not be happier about that. 
uh, I did get asked. Some guys asked her, like, how do you feel about that? And I was like, how could I feel about that? It's the best. And, and now uh, reading it as well uh, in what you wrote today, uh, being Saturday, and we are here in the Yurko yep. for the, the last time. Uh, in this for capacity, the last time in this capacity, in this capacity, um, but uh, it couldn't have been more clear in what you wrote. I mean, it's it was perfect. This is exactly how I had been feeling, and exactly how we had all talked about it as an SLT. And I mean, it's this is the next phase. Yes, yeah. it couldn't be more perfect. Yeah, so. I mean, it's thank thank you very much. I it was um, I had told Slaughter we met on Wednesday, and I said. You know, the word had gotten out because it was in a 43 right. broadcast. I don't know exact podcast, exactly how it leaked out, but it did in through that you, podcast. You <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how it leaked out. I blurted it out in the middle yeah. <laughs> and tried to pretend like nothing happened. Right. Yeah. Uh -huh. But uh, so he and I talked about it. I said I was working on a post of the collision learner that we, yeah. that I would wanted to explain how I feel. Um or what I thought. So yeah. that's, what I tr that's what I was trying no, to do. And I had it in my mind. I just hadn't sat down and wrote it. I wrote it this morning. Right. No, it was perfect. It was. And and it's exactly, I mean, this is the, this is what needed to happen. So that kind of brings up a, a good point, which is here we are at Lizard Building right. as the final cue point. And, and you're I, handing off the lizard. Exactly. Uh, in a way, I think that legacy, you know, leave, leave right. Yeah, you know, the fourth quadrant of the Q source is built with the idea. You know, starts with sua sponte leader, right? And that idea that you should be, if you want to leave a legacy, you leave it through other men, right? And that those other men have to be sua sponte leaders, right? They have to be I two leaders, and then it walks through the 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 system we have of, of leadership development, right? right? So right. It, it walks through that schooling, apprenticeship, opportunity, and failure, and then moves to how you develop teams, mm -hmm. right? Because that's kind of the first level of that. Um, and, and then it, it ends with this idea of lizard building, you yes. know, building effective organizations. You know, these are organizations right. that accomplish their mission and they last, they're durable. So I've had 10 years to do that. And, uh, so, um, I actually, I honestly did not plan it this way. I know. But this is how it's, it's, kind of funny. It, it's worked out. Uh, slaughter of course is a, is the walking, talking embodiment of a sua sponte leader. Yeah. Um, the last, you know, we have our bi-weekly meetings and the last 50 of them, he's just sat there telling me everything he's doing. <laughs> and you just, and I just nod your head. Sounds good. Sounds good. So he, he has uh, just fulfilled every possible oh, yeah. thing you could want from yeah. a guy to do it. So, yeah. um, you know, to say, well, turn, hand it over the keys to slaughter is way over, uh, over over or over categorizes what I'm doing. I'm just I'm just I'm just getting out of a car he's been driving for a long time. So, <laughs> I was uh, just gonna say he yeah. had the keys already. He had the keys yeah. already. Yeah. So uh, it's really not that big a deal uh, yeah. from that from that standpoint. And in you know if you read the Q source, that's how it's supposed to go. You'll see that that's what I say should happen. Yeah. And so I'm fairly happy, should be. joyful even yeah. that I am able to do it in a way that is not a complete and hypocritic. Uh, <laughs> indictment of my own theory. That's right. Right. Because I believe all these things. Right. I'm not going to do any that, of them. That's right. It'd be uh, a heck of a thing to be hoisted on that particular petard and have guys say, look, what about all this stuff about handing over? I was like, what about all well, that? Well, that's right. theoretical. That's theoretical. Yeah. I really <laughs> believe in it. I know. I really believe in it. I really believe this is the way an organization should work. And to be able to uh, not leave, you know, 
because guys are telling me, look, your born on date is old now. You know, your past due date. Wow. You know, to leave at a time where I feel like uh, is before guys are asking me to leave. Right. I right. feel like Seinfeld that. style. You know, for all I know, you guys are we've been talking about it for months. I don't know. Nope. But you haven't told me. Nope. And I think you would. So to be able to do it that way, um, and 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 know that I'm handing it over the flag over to a guy that you know we have the eighty twenty thing. You know, right. always, right. you know the guy he's way past eighty. Right. Fair, but yeah. So uh, I'm I'm completely confident. And you know, and as I put in that that post, which you know is obviously sweeping the country, there's score, yeah. scores of hits already on Collision Learner yeah. looking at it. Literally uh, dozens. Literally dozens. Um, I point out there's three things that he has that I don't have. Like yes. You know, that was the, my favorite right. part. Oh, yeah. Okay. The no, first thing. Not, I, didn't yeah, I want to go over it because yeah. I thought about it for a long time yeah. because I wanted to be clear about that. But, yeah. you know, so he uh, is a much better manager of business than I am. Right. You know, I have a business, but it's. Yeah. But organizationally, he has. Yeah. Like, that mean, is, he's, 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 that's his D2X, yeah, whether he likes it or yeah, not. He's it's a. a, yeah. he's a subcontractor in a complicated field that has to deal with a million moving parts yeah you know and uh i'm really dealing with intellectual property in a way like with with, with yeah. lawyer, with professionals it's much more of a there's, there's nothing tangible in here well a couple yeah. of shelf books back yeah. here but that doesn't really no, count you're right there's yeah. nothing tangible of value in here fair you know <laughs> and uh he has to deal with all that you know he has a true PL. Yeah. you know it's like yeah so he's much better at it i know oh he yeah is. i've seen it in action and, uh -huh. and i know he is so he's got that second thing i said you know in my post was that he, where I, whereas I am apostolic, yes, in the sense that, oh my you know, gosh. this is my, yeah, that I, that my thing was the whole idiot dancing thing. Like, right. I, I said, you know, of course, not alone because with OBT and, and a few other guys, and said, look, this is this sad clown thing, and I forget what we're calling it at the very beginning, or this thing, whatever, whatever it is. Yeah. It's, it's a status quo that sucks. We got to do something about it. Right. And started doing that idiot dancing thing. Well, that was disruptive and that needed to be done. And it was apostolic to do it. Right. And that's why I kind of defaulted into me being, you know, first the site crew or whatever we call it then. Yeah. And then, but it evolved into this Nantan thing. Who knows? I can't remember exactly when it happened, but you know, uh, that was fine for the moment. And, and this, this movement of ours has gotten to the point where today I got to make sure I don't get the name right name wrong. I'm washing dishes in my house listening to podcasts, which I often do uh -huh. uh, when I'm washing dishes and I'm listening to C-SPAN's uh, round table. Uh -huh. And um, he, um, God, no, I can't find it. He uh, was interviewing uh, Legacy. No, Backstage. Backstage. From F3 Tri-County, yeah. -Country, which I understand to be a basically a virtual workout. It could very well be. But but Backstage is a pastor somewhere in kind of a no depression area uh -huh. you know like the uh, uncle tupelo area of illinois yeah yeah uh if you know what i'm talking about you know it's like country version of illinois right which i you know only know because one but yeah like if you're familiar with that kind of uncle tupelo you know music that no depression right, right. then you're like that does exist all that factory belt stuff you know but uh that that's where they are you just picture this kind of wide open snowy plain you know uh -huh. forever in illinois it's like so they can't get together right so but this guy uh who i've never met uh backstage he recited the tenets and the principles and the philosophy of F3 in such a perfect way, better than I could do it. And he said, I just learned this, you know, from reading and off the internet and all this stuff and listening to other guys because I couldn't learn it at a workout. You know, I, I couldn't do that. And, of course, this is four or five hours after I'd already posted, right. you know, my thing about the job of the idiot dancer being done, you know, and I said, there it is. There it is. 
confirmation. I mean, here's a guy, not only did I never meet him or talk to him, uh, uh, I mean, he's getting these things, not fifth hand, like no, 500th hand. Yeah, yeah. So the message has gotten out. I put out what I said in the post was, at some point, you know, guys become their own individualized idiot dancing apostles, right? That's what we have now. That's when you have a movement that's crossed over that kind of Rubicon. Well, Rubicon's the wrong word. Crossed over that, uh, you know, that, that that mountain of it's gone to the other side, to the downside, right? right? Uh -huh. It's it's you know it's really picking up speed when that's happening. You know that's crazy, oh, yeah. right? Yeah, so yeah. here I got C-SPAN, you know, doing his podcast, sending out this message from a guy that's perfect about a virtual workout. I mean, it, it just couldn't be better, and uh, it, it exemplified how we fought through these. COVID and yeah, all the different things that F3 yeah. is healthy. It doesn't need me anymore. I mean, I say that with great sincerity and joy. It's an interesting feeling, isn't it? It is an interesting because feeling. Because it's so, so, and this is why I, it's hard to get here. It takes so much intention and so much time and so many things to get to where you can say what you're saying right, right. now. And it is so countercultural to everything that we see in quote unquote leadership in our world, particularly in business or, or government or anything else. These guys either want to stay there forever and never leave and maintain power forever, or they want to build it big, build it, build essentially a monument to themselves and then exit it and let it go to right. hell afterwards. Who cares? Right. Right. And, and that's how we see people be, you know, they, or they exit and, uh, and, and they get a big payday and it can all, you know, burn down. They don't care. And sure. they go and sit on a beach somewhere or whatever they do. But, um, but well, that, uh, that's how we see leaders exit organizations. We guy, don't see them leaving legacy. We don't see them building something for the next generations. What they fail to do often, particularly when they've built something mm -hmm. often disruptively, they have failed to identify the guy to yeah. take their place very well. Well, they, they haven't worked themselves out of a job. They thought they would be there forever somehow. Well, they never really thought about it. Maybe. I, I don't know. I don't Fair. know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, somebody was pointing out to me that uh, that didn't happen in Apple, that, that Jobs did a good job of, um, the guys took a spot. Cook. Cook. That he did a good job with that. I mean, there's some examples in Charlotte, some pretty big businesses where that right. did not did happen. Did not happen. And, and it's uh, bad. And they suffered for it. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it's, I, you know, it's simple, but it is hard. It's VAB. Put something, you know, F3's VAB said something today about, yeah. you know, you always said working yourself out of job is the highest form of leadership. Yeah. And uh, so that's, I did do that. Yeah. So me being apostolic is one thing. Now, the thing about Slaughter is he's much more pastoral. Yeah. Right. So I broke a lot of eggs to make this omelet, you know. Yeah. And uh, I've made more than a few people mad along the way in doing it. Um, but that was, that was what needed to happen to get it to here. That's what needed to happen to get it here. Uh, Slaughter is a man of just as firm convictions as I am, but he's a man much more skilled at serving that omelet. Yeah. And uh, so his pastoral skills will come in handy. So that first thing with managerial skills, you know, his ability to run a business as we take this next step, yep. critical. And his ability to um, make sure that we leave no man behind as we continue to leave no men where they find him. I think that's what we have three needs right now. Yeah, I, I, I would not have wanted another guy like if there was a guy just like me or who had the same skills and blind spots as I, or weaknesses sure, as I sure. have. It, well, you know, it wouldn't, it wouldn't work. All right. I know that I lack uh, empathy because I have a wife and three daughters who tell me that all the time, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but you can't, you know, knowing you lack something is key. Observing that and shoring that up by surrounding yourself with men who don't lack that. Yeah. And, uh, 
that that second thing is critical. And third thing, um, which I thought I would have a hard time admitting, but I didn't actually, is that I am not a young man anymore. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. I and I quoted Born to Run, right. the idea of this prehistoric, you know, society yep. that ran down his game, right? Right. right. So yeah, not the Bruce Springsteen song. Yeah, the, not this, but the, the, you know, the book about the book. Uh, barefoot yeah. running, which that might be discredited, but the anthropological theory that underpins it, I think, has not been discredited, sure. which is this idea that man, Homo sapien, is not smarter, is neither smarter nor stronger nor more physically fit or anything for its times. I don't mean healthy, but right. fit for its times. Neanderthal man, Neanderthal man did not survive, and yet Homo sapien did. How? It's because we have this ability to run essentially forever. Right. Yeah. So in a race between a man and a horse, the man wins if the distance is long enough, which is that kind of this underlying premise. And that uh. Homo sapiens survived the ice age by their ability to run huh. and continue to run. They ran their game down. Yeah. 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 And in those societies, you know, at the front of the pack, you had the youngest and the fastest. Right behind them, you had the men who were at the confluence of their youthful vigor and wisdom of age. Right. And behind that, you had kind of your border directors, your older guys. They had to run and, too. And here we are. And here we are. So when I was 47, I was that man at that confluence. You know, right. I still had the youthful vigor, and uh, but also had some wisdom, uh, you know, at that right. point. Now at 57, I'm no longer that man. Hmm. Uh, you know, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm not that man anymore. I'm just not. You know, that's fair. That's fair. I have a, I have a lot of miles gas left in the tank, and I'm still going to go out there and do the best I can. But, you know, uh, I, I recognize that. And uh, slaughter is. And yeah. uh, so for those three reasons, and not those three reasons alone, but those are the ones that... The big ones. The, the big ones in my mind. Uh, that's that's where we should go right now. And to be able to do that so smoothly is, to me, a blessing and makes me feel, as I wrote today, that I have faithfully discharged the duties and obligations that the Lord put upon me when he put the keys of this tremendous organization in my hand and made me the first Nantan. But... You know, hey, ain't the last Nantan, and and you know neither neither slaughter. No, no so no. hopefully, one of the things that he's learned, and I think he probably has, is that for him too, the day shall come where he has to look at the organization and say, okay, it's now it's time. It's time. It's, yeah. it's time. Well, for sure, and 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 that's the beauty too is that he has been taught very well how to do what you're doing right now, in terms of working himself out of a job, building a team that can... No doubt in my mind that he'll, I mean, that he'll do the well, same. I know. I mean, I watch it all the time. Yeah. I watch it consistently day after day. You know, I mean, as a as both a member of the team and a member of the nation watching the things happen from the right. outside, you right. know? Like, it, it's 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 impressive. Yeah. If, if I may say so, nailed, period, <laughs> it, period. Well, I, I cited it, I or I paraphrased some scripture, which I did not cite in the, in my post, and which is comes from uh, Numbers twenty seven eighteen nineteen, and it's uh, the Lord said to Moses, "Take Joshua, son of Nun." Uh-huh. So that was where Joshua came from. He's one of the in one of the tribes. His father was Nun. <laughs> and you, yeah, that's N U N. Yeah, it's not a, <laughs> right. And uh, not that he didn't have a father. Lay, lay your hand on him. Mm-hmm. Now, lay your hand. Laying your hand is the form of a blessing. Yep. So if you look in um, Genesis, that's what Isaac. Mm-hmm. To jo- that's what Joshua, uh, Jacob rather stole from uh, Esau. Right, gave you know, to Jacob. You know, yep. putting a hair on his yep. hand and all that. So lay your hand on him. So he said, take Joshua, son of Nun, in whom is the spirit of leadership. So this recognition that some men are born with a spirit of leadership, some some additional inborn, you know, capability to be a leader. Uh, lay your hand on him. In other words, mm-hmm. provide him your blessing. Have him stand before Eliezer the priest and the entire assembly. So what that meant was all the men who are the leaders and also the spiritual leader here, Eliezer the priest, uh, and commission him in your presence. And commission means to set apart for a specific duty or obligation. Mm-hmm. So that's why we commission United States officers 
you know, mm-hmm. in, in the military. We commission them. You know, we commission a boat, same kind of way. Uh, so that's what a commission is. So what in that uh, story of the in that biblical tale, the God is identified the next leader for Moses. Told him now, look, you moved uh, the Jews from um, the, under the Pharaoh's clutches. Mm-hmm. You took them through the obstacles, like you know, parting of the Red Sea. Across the desert, fought them day and night, you know, 40 days, 40 nights, the whole 40 years, rather, 40 days, 40 nights. I think it's well, Alibaba. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there were 40 thieves. 40 I, thieves. I don't know where we right. are now. You, but yeah. you, you led them through all these, through all through thick and thin. Yep. Uh, but you, as the Lord knew, knew Moses would never, ever overcome his uh, spirit of rage, the gesture he had, he would never yeah. overcome it. And that Moses himself would not lead the Israelites into Israel across the Jordan. It would be Joshua. It would be Joshua, Joshua. But, uh, because he had commissioned Joshua in the presence of the of the the elders of the tribes, mm-hmm. uh, when Moses was left behind, Joshua was able to take over and and seamlessly cross into into the promised land across the Jordan, commemorate that crossing, and um, enter into what was then you know a, a land teeming with Philistines who were in, in no and Canaanites who were not in a hurry to hand their land over to the Jews. Right, right. So, I mean, it, they re- that was the point at which they required tremendous amount of leadership, right? And uh, although Moses was not completely obedient, you know, the, the anger thing is a problem. I think if I recall, he was told to touch a rock and water would come out. He slammed it with his staff. He struck it with his yeah. Because he was so mad at his, you know, hard-headed Jews they was leading, and God was like, that's the last straw. <laughs> you know, I mean, he's a disobedient man. I yeah. hope that's not my end, but again, no. I, I'm not claiming to be Moses by any stretch of the imagination. But I think that the that story is instructive to leaders, which is to say this: you don't know whether or not you're going to make it across the Jordan. Right now, this is you know lesson number one in in military leadership. You're always always training that next guy. And I've talked before about you know how in training we kill the leader, and you know we well, that's what I would say. Him. There's a very real yeah, possibility right. in that sense very that real. that guy could be off. That's right. That's right. Yeah. You know, you don't shoot the guy with the antenna standing out, you know, sticking out his back. You shoot the guy standing next to the guy, right. you know, because you, if you take the leader out in most militaries, you've you've rendered it helpless. Right. Right. You've cut the head off the snake. American military is much, much closer that. to a starfish, you know, and an American military killing a leader isn't going to stop an American fighting yeah. unit from continuing to fight because the next guy's going to step into his role because he's been trained to. Right. You know, that's what we start out that's with. Whole so point. Yeah. you don't know if you're the leader of any organization or group. I don't care what it is. You don't know how many days you're going to have. Right. Your days are numbered. You want to, you you have not discharged your obligations, your duties and obligations that have been placed in your hands as a leader unless you have prepared the next man to step into your shoes. If you haven't already done that, if you are not a leader who lives third, who puts the, the organization before yourself, and you're zealously guarding your power and authority because you're afraid to give it up because that is from that which you derive your significance, then you it's very likely you will not have done so. Yeah. You know, I have a lot of character flaws, as you know, Dark, uh, but one of them is not selfish leadership. No. It used to be. Sure. But it was banged into my head, you know, through the hard days and nights of being a soldier. And I know a lot of collision learning, a lot of collision learning, you know, and I know I knew for a long time that a lot of mistakes, a lot of sins um, can be ameliorated by one simple thing, and that is to raise up the next leader. Yeah. You know, discipleship covers a lot of sins. I think that's in the sure. Bible. Someone can't exactly where. Um, and um, so to, to be able to do that is important, is critical. So I, I guess, you know, nearing the end here, because i got a couple of minutes left, yeah. I've gone on a bit of a sermon-esque, kind of this kind of a sermon-type uh, sure. 
deal here and I didn't intend to do so. So if you're listening to it and it put you off a little bit, I apologize, but I think it don't worry, important. it's the last one. And Boo-hoo. it's my and it's my it's my last couple <laughs> minutes, man. It's my last couple minutes. Yeah, so shut up and listen. And, you know, one more aside, since we're not having our tenure, some of these things are the things I was had intended to say. Sure. In my, well, hold on, because you may still get a chance to say some of them. So. I think what I'm going to say in October will probably be different. You might get a chance in January, so just oh, okay. you know, don't get well, crazy. But go on. But uh, we're not going to have the you know the the large gathering. Yeah, we won't have we the way we have. thought right. in, in January. And it was my hope uh, and expectation to hand physically hand the we have a special Nantan flag being made, right? And to hand that to Slaughter uh, visibly and. Uh, in front of his uh, people, all the people that could join us, right? You know, wh- whether I got to do that in January or not, notwithstanding, uh, so, we'll see. But go on. But my point was to be able to do that and to make some of these remarks at that time. I don't know if I'll get to make them anyway. Um, but my point—that's what—that's why I wanted to say those things because they're yeah. clo- close to my heart, um, and I think they are the things that set F three apart as an organization. That yeah that consecrate us as an organization, set us apart for a specific purpose and duty. You can't say as an organization that you exist for the purposes purpose of invigorating male community leadership and not have something the, different about you. Yeah. I'm fairly certain there is no other organization in the world that has that purpose, that stated purpose. I mean, I, I'm fairly certain, right? Yeah, I, I feel pretty comfortable you know, with that. I think there's other organizations that seek to do many, many things, yeah. you know, uh, redeeming men or helping men through recovery and all that. Right. But the stated purpose of invigorating male community leadership is anathema to our to goo culture, you yeah. know, goo nation, oh, yeah. and, and, and where we've been heading along for a long while in, uh, in this world, America in particular. So, Well, we're going to take a left turn. Uh, so our, I think we're on a long left turn. So our... You know, where we are in America right now, and I would say even the world, is a place where the idea of male community leadership is, is discredited. We're fighting about, fighting against what I said are, are untrue ideas that there's such a thing as toxic masculinity. In my mind, there's masculinity and there's toxicity in the two things. Yeah, they're, not, they're not the same. They don't one, have anything to do with is, each other. One is never a modifier for the other. Right. If you are masculine, you are by nature not toxic. Right. And if, if you you're are toxic, toxic you're, you're by, by nature, nature not masculine. Not masculine, yeah. right. But we have to keep fighting against these things, right? Well, because that's what the world keeps throwing our way. Well, the world, the, the goo has denatured important words, one of which is masculinity. So we have that unique mission in F3. Mm-hmm. And to discharge that unique mission, we have to have a unique leadership culture. And that leadership culture of sua sponte leadership of I2, individual initiative, uh, constantly be about in the business of working yourself out of a job mm-hmm. and, and extolling these virtues that are necessary, the things that a man has to do to be a father, a husband, right? Um, a boss, a subordinate, all those things we say in a prayer, right? All those things that a man has to be. We have to be different. Yeah. You know, we have to be different. And um, as the sun goes down on my career as an Antan, I'm laying my head down on the pillow and I'm going, man, I'm going to wake up to a better tomorrow, brother. I'm in, I'm in full assurance of that um, with, with zero reservations. Yeah. This uh, lizard that, um, with help of thousands and thousands of hands, I've had the honor and the blessing to be able to build. Perfect timing. Um, <laughs> is something that I think is durable and I think it's virtuous and uh, I'm honored to have been a part of it. My brother? Yes, sir. I want to close it out with that, uh, unless you got something you want to throw in. Uh, just, just one thing, and that is this: uh, you got a face for a podcast. <laughs> you know what? This time and this time only, you ain't a bad-looking guy. You be okay on TV. <laughs>
I know you're going to do it. But uh, keep on doing good things. No problem. Hi, brother. Bye. Thanks for listening to 43 Feet, a leadership podcast. If you have questions about F3, leadership, or anything else, write to us at questions at 43feetpodcast.com. Tweet us at at 43feetpodcast or find us on Facebook at 43feet. While you're there, give us a follow. Also, if you like this podcast, share it with a friend, rate us, and write a review. It really does help others find us. Until next time, we'll be out here in the unknown, the uncomfortable, the difficult the 43 feet out front. Mm-hmm.